podcast. We'll just yeah. have a second podcast Probably. for that. All right. Do you want to introduce the show? Sure. <laughs> oh, you mean now? Yeah, now. Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Guitar Wink. I got big news for you. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Got big news for everybody. What? We're scot-free again. Scot-free. But, but Scott has there's been a Scott sighting. <laughs> He's in the building. Yeah. And he will be recording with us this week coming up. So the next episode after this, we will be hearing Scott's dulcet tone and irascible hemorrhoidal personality. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for him to complain about all the stuff that happened on the road. <laughs> I did hear him two nights ago at the Baked Potato with his new band, and man, it was burning. And Scott, it was the first time I've seen Scott happy playing with people, which is... Was he smiling on stage? He was smiling on stage, actually, Damn. and he was having a good time. He really likes his new music. Um, it was really a war... It was great to see and great to hear. We, uh, It was, you know, Scott at his, at his, in all his glory. What can I say? Uh, I, w I brought a friend who didn't know Scott. and Didn't know he's playing? Yeah, didn't know he's playing. He wow. was more of a straight-ahead jazz fan, and uh, of course he loves Scott, but he's a sound engineer. Right. And he has an app on his, <laughs> on his phone that has, that has a decibel meter. Right. And we were sitting right there. For those of you who know the Spud, know that uh, it's a very small club. And we're, we, I was at the bar, so I was probably... Eight ten feet from Scott, he and a bit off he, to the side, right? Just a little off the side, right? And uh, and he was a little bit further, and he said his uh, his whatever decibel meter I think it's called is uh, it peaked at one hundred and twenty one, <laughs> which I hear is very high. <laughs> I think that's fantastic, and and I, I got to admit I was wearing protection. I had a condom. <laughs> condom on my ear yeah, oh, so uh and i had two stuffed in too so it was and wow. they were lubricated so it was easier to get them out this time well i wonder what was in the noise level was directly in front would have been pumping probably a little more but i mean that, that was the peak that wasn't the average. but that that room sucks that up too pretty well right does it man i i did have stuff in my ears it was it was loud yeah I mean, I don't know about painful. It was probably... What blows my mind about Scott, we'll have to ask him when I see him, is how can a guy play that loud, that much, and have the amazing hearing he's got? I mean, you know, let's face it. He can hear a pedal, one pedal from another, like this fizz, and he can tell you what K it is. It's like the guy has got unbelievable, you know, bionic ears. It's yeah, just amazing. They're ears. undamageable, and they're, you know... Well, and maybe Scott's not facing his speakers directly. He's kind of getting... He's to the side of his direct speakers or whatever. Or they go under his legs or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, all I can say is, you know, there's no doubt that Scott can hear unbelievably well, and, and so... We uh, need to ask him about that. Yeah, you know, so... Um, That's so cool. I... Saw a lot of posts. I didn't get there myself because I couldn't get there. But um, it was great. It was great on Thursday. It was just great. Really, I mean, a lot of great cats were there hanging. And uh, did you see any guitar wank memorabilia there? No, I didn't. That's shit. That's fucking pathetic. Well, you know, I mean, some people, <laughs> and you know, you know the story about 
There, I, I've probably told this on Guitar Wank. What's that? There's this rock guitar player, and he's playing at Carnegie Hall. Yep. It's big, you know, their debut at Carnegie Hall. And so he shows up, you know, kind of, he gets there a half hour before the sound check starts, and he's tuning up his guitar. You know, he's got the strobe tuner, he's doing the harmonics, ding, 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 tweak, 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 plays a chord, he doesn't, you know. 30, 25, 30 minutes, the guy is just tweaking his guitar. Eventually, he puts it down. And he's walking back to the green room, and the stage manager says, "Hey, man, you know I couldn't help but notice you were you were there, and you were tuning your guitar for like oh twenty five minutes." And the guy says, "Yeah." He says, "Well, we had this guy the other night in here. His name was um, Segovia, and like he, he got on the stage, tuned up, you know, five seconds, ten seconds, and played the concert." The guy goes, yeah. And so the stage manager goes, like, well, like, what gives? What's that all about? And he says, and the, the guy says, let's face it, some people just don't give a shit. <laughs> I think, I think you might have told that before, but I do enjoy that. I, joke. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's a good joke to bring back, but I, <laughs> I love it every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there we go. So I guess this would be, I mean, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. We have Troy McCubbin, our illustrious guest, and uh, <laughs> we call him, we call him Hop Along. Hop Along Harry. Yeah, and, and not only that, Siri called you, dig this, this morning I tried to call you just as a motorcycle went by. Really? On the, you know, I did hit the button, the hands-free thing to yeah. call, and I said, call Troy McCubbin, and right at that, as I said it, like a motorcycle, loud motorcycle went by me, you know, in between the cars. And uh, and Siri said, call Leroy McCubbin. <laughs> that's, my, that's my black brother. Who, um, I, think that, brother. I, think it's, I think it's your new name, Leroy. Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull Leroy off. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to pull Leroy off because yeah, yeah, he's I don't probably think bigger that's, than me. And well, yeah, bigger. and, you know, and, <laughs> just you, know you go down that road, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but anyways, <laughs> oh, anyway, so here we are. With, this is the longest, I think, this is even longer than one of your openings. Nah, nah, no, I think, nah. You, you, you need to work. Actually, I should... I should get you to do a Bruce intro at some point that matches one of my old intros. Oh, okay. I have, I've reined myself in just due to the fact that... People complain so much? Well, some complained <laughs> and some applauded, so it was middle ground. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Guitar Wank. Welcome, Troy. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, um, we, we are scot-free. He will be back. Uh, we've got exciting, amazing news to tell you guys usually you know i know you expect it just to be boring and you know nothing's happening in our lives just kind of like normal people but now maybe i mean i think a lot of cool new stuff's happening but then again maybe it's just because of just a medication <laughs> you know i didn't even know you're on medication oh man is it this me. stuff yeah yeah we're gonna say big thanks to rob harris for yes. um the booze that was here is the that the day. name of the band he's in? The Booze? No, d no, not the Booze. He's in Jamiroquai. And, oh. Um, but Rob brought a lovely bottle. What is it called again? Glenn Livett. Single Malt Scotch. Single Malt Scotch. Great. This is, this is good stuff. Yeah. Rob? Oh, Whoops. Oh, fuck. I just spilled it all. Well, you just spilled that $20 worth. <laughs> that was like 20 bucks right yeah, there. Okay. Oh, motherfucker. Anyways, but uh, Thanks, thank Rob. you, Rob. And, and Rob was here. 
None of us, the rest of us can make it, but Troy has made a Guitar Wank Extra where he's interviewing Rob, which will, which will air at, at some, some point. point. Yeah. Uh, just more things that we do for you, for your enjoyment, to keep you from having to face the dullness of your own life, I guess. Because <laughs> this is why we do it for us. Well, so we're just assuming it's is, for you. <laughs> and this is why we're here on a Saturday night, because... Even though you're hearing us on a Monday, it's a Saturday night. I had quite a day. I it's been uh, recital season at school. And the word it, recital to me sounds very well. It's because it's almost rectal. That's the problem. <laughs> That's what's going on. You, 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 it just puts the I in rectal. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I have a problem with it. It's because of that. Recital. It just puts recital. the eye in rectal. That's all. <laughs> Could you imagine doing a rectal for Bruce? I'm going to do a rectal for Bruce Foreman on Saturday. <laughs> this piece that I've been working yeah. on for ages. Yeah. Wow. Was it was it good or? Oh man. Well, I mean, they're varying level. They're varying levels. At our school, I'm really proud to say that we've got really great, super talented young musicians. We have a really good. I think a good program, a great staff.
pushed really hard over the years because it came out of this really innovative program based on the studio days of LA when it started 30, 40 years ago, this program, yeah. which was, you know, it was called Studio Jazz Guitar. So it had jazz, but it also had all the studio skills, you know, everything from finger picking to pedal boards to reading to doing cues to producing, you know, all these skills. Hold it. You, you guys had a, have a program? Have a program. That's all about studio. It's called studio jazz guitar. So and you, you know, there's no more studio, right? Right. Well, <laughs> and, and, and 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 to to wit, once the school added a pop program, they have for the undergraduate school. We we have a couple of students that are still doing that program, but they they will be the last undergrads. Right. We still have a graduate program in studio jazz guitar, which is just basically saying all the contemporary styles of guitar. Right. And then. Um, but we also have the pop and jazz program, and, and this, the, all the programs, they relate to each other and they work together. But, you know, let's face it, if you're a guitar player and you play jazz, but you also want to do some fusion or tango or uh, flamenco or, you know, or singer-songwriter stuff, too, mm-hmm. a lot of the jazz programs pretty much don't accommodate that. Don't have teachers for it, don't have space for performance, don't have curriculum that supports that. So our school does. So we've got to really... And then, so originally when I got there, the, the recitals were kind of rigorous and strict in that you have to play all these various styles, you know. And and what we did was we, because I really lobbied for this, was we made it a jury where you have to like a like a junior recital where you get up and you have to prove you can do like you know something in the Tommy Emmanuel Emmanuel style or Jerry Reed or Chet Atkins style yeah. but then you got to play like a Joe Pass style jazz trio and then you got to play a Latin kind of good Brazilian style thing like maybe Janine Horta or, or Luis Bonfa or Baden Powell you know I mean we just ask the guys to kind of be very versed and know about all these subjects, wow. able to perform them. No, we don't expect them to be as good as those guys, no, but, but just like to be able to perform at performance level of all those things. And once they do that, then their senior recitals and all their subsequent recitals are are about sonic signature and artistic vision. So, in other words, and most so like today we had one of those 
like do everything kind of things. It's, if you're if you're if you came to the graduate school, one, your first recital has to be that. But if you came through our undergrad school and did that, then you don't have to do that anymore. And you know, and the rest of the kids were all just doing what they were doing, and it was. One guy kind of really came out of the Landau Robin Ford thing. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Another guy uh, did a solo thing that kind of was jazz and Brazilian. Very good. Oh, and some exciting news in Guitar Wankland. We have a new friend who's helping us out with some of uh, getting more YouTube presence and figuring out our analytics and finding out if anybody's actually listening to it. <laughs> right? And, and his name is Kyle Shearer. Kyle, and we'll, thanks, we'll Kyle. get him, we'll get him on the couch here at some point. But yep. he had a recital today at school. He had a, now, how old is Kyle? Kyle is probably twenty-one. And everyone say it together. Fuck you, Kyle. Yeah, twenty-one years old. And he plays wow. great, and he's got this. Crazy. Um, he's got this uh, pro project he's doing. This is his band, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's a duo, and and I I hate to admit that I have helped him kind of think about it and just like he's a young guy he's got a really amazing vision for the world but you know to get his music out to the world and to tour it and to play everywhere i mean to take a four or five piece band i don't need to tell you the logistics of that versus when i was his age is is much harder and so I, i i with all my kids i try to really get them to take responsibility if it can be solo do it solo. if it can be duo do it duo you know Scale it out just as big as it needs to be. Take on the responsibility yourself to make yeah. it happen. And then, you know, should you meet some success or have the ability to expand on it, then do that. I mean, don't like if you're hearing a big band, don't be a solo, of course. Have right. a big band. But if you try and look at it from this, this like start here, build out. And so he's got this. Um, I, God, it's called Sharing Skies. Mm-hmm. Or is it Sharing Voice? Oh, shoot. Man, it's, it was early. I will, I will correct this. Okay, we'll, we'll have we'll, him on we'll, the thing. Yeah, we'll Kyle Shearer is his name, and, it, and it's quite an interesting project. I, it's good to have somebody on who's going to help us do a lot of the things we need to do to make this Guitar Wake experience more... Uh, Professional? No, and that'll never happen. <laughs> that will more, never just more, just more. Just well, we Kyle, need some uh, some hands on the ground. You introduced me because obviously Kyle's one of your students, right? I mean, twenty-one, just obviously killing, learning so much. It's just I look at these young cats and what they're exposed to and what they're getting is less. It's Man, great. I'm, I'm jealous. It's just like God. When I was twenty-one, I was still trying to find out how to plug the guitar in. I feel like. These guys are learning so much. It's amazing. Oh, they're 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 really. I mean, what these kids are playing, it's really great. And uh, you know, it beats you up after a while hearing that many recitals one after another. And yet, yep. you hear all these things that you want to help them with for later. That's the best part of it. Is you just, you, as a teacher, it enables you to focus on things. You know, because even in the studio, the teaching studio, there's things you just aren't aware of until you hear them perform. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so. Even, you, though, even you, though I help them put the recital together, well, you know, you, it's nothing like hearing them do it and realizing, oh, okay, this is happening. You, you, uh, I get a sense that you definitely gravitate more towards a life coach, mentor than just a guitar teacher. I mean, yeah, guitar teachers are a dime a dozen, but to have someone to mentor and life coach and all that kind of stuff. 
with these young cats at that age, I mean, that's that's gold. Well, you know, I mean, to me... And you, you obviously love that more than just teaching, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm there for them. I mean, yep. and, you know, let's face it, a lot of times the problems that they might be having are not necessarily with playing the guitar. They're between their ears, you yeah, know. They're what yep. they're, the way they're thinking about stuff, the way they're approaching stuff, the stuff that's bothering them. Yeah. They're overly competitive with somebody that they don't need. You know, they're, they're pressuring themselves to be creative rather than just letting themselves create. Yeah. There's all these sort of... Yeah, it's a big part of psychology, yeah. you know, and... Um, and anybody who's who's listening to us, I'm sure knows. Yeah. With their playing, that when they get out of the way, and just play, they play better. Yeah. And so, and and that's where the, being objective and kind of being there and seeing somebody, is um, is you know, it's one of the great things about having a teacher. Yeah. Why it's great to have a teacher that's really paying attention to you and not just shoving shit down your throat. And there's nothing wrong with Methodists. That's what I call them. <laughs> you know, they, they, you come in and they'll give you week one and next week is week two and the next week is week three and that's just what you get from them. And yeah. if you don't do it, then they, you know, whatever, they grade you or they berate you or they just give you the same lesson over again, you know. Right. But... I don't teach that way. I just I deal with the holistic part, the human being. I find out where they want to go. I hear what I hear. I try to point out the bullshit. Try to encourage them to to do it their way. Yeah. And at the same time, call them on their bullshit. You know, and it's just it's a dance that we do. You know, and I try. I lead by example. You know, I don't ever ask them to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Right. You know. Is there a, something you see? you've noticed in, say, this generation's to other generations that you've taught? Is there something that stands out? Well, they're, they get better all the time. I mean, right. they're just better. But in, in this particular generation, you've got kids with much more knowledge and ability and much less experience than in previous generations. Yeah. This seems to be like, yeah, I guess it's YouTube and... The generation of Facebook, knowledge. But you know, yeah, information, you know, and, and you know, so they, they, they've got this amazing amount of ability, amazing amount of knowledge, and yet certain things that would just seem obvious to anybody my age when I was their age, yeah. you know, my of my generation, they, they, they're total, completely unaware of. Yeah. You know, how to start a song, how to end a song, how to, you know, how to direct things around them, how to strategize in a live situation when stuff's going funny. Yeah. yeah. Those kinds of things generally are weaker because, well, it's, they play less. Yeah. So they do have less experience. Yeah. You know, they're not gigging every night, but they're learning way more yeah. than we were when we were gigging every night. Is there, do, do you, can you sit back and say...
better. Like there's an obviously there's definitely a big advantage to how you. You know, they, they, no, I mean, I, I, ref, I, I could easily, and of course, I could have aesthetic opinions about things. Yeah. But um, yeah, better or worse, it doesn't really matter. It just is. It doesn't what it matter. Is. These kids are better. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's the level of stuff I even heard today, and and a lot of our strongest players didn't even play. You yeah. know, a lot of the strong ones are still coming through and didn't have recital. These guys are playing stuff that's just at that age, just off the charts. And a lot of it is YouTube. Yeah. You know, I mean, they can just like turn on YouTube and learn something. Where you know, I mean, we had to go to record stores to find stuff, or or go to a club and hear stuff, and it was a fleeting second. You got it. You know, right. and they've yeah. got it. Like play it over and over again. Yeah. You know? yeah. And watch it. It's really and I queue guess, up two seconds. Yeah. Of it, the information you know? is well. It's just made so easy to to get. And like you said, you can stop it, rewind it, focus on one part where you didn't have that. You had to just. It was a lot harder. I mean, I had to like put the needle back, you yeah. know, and ruin the record. I did that a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just saying that, that that. So, I mean, I don't like to. I mean, definitely the music is better. But what. It, it's bigger than the music. You know, that's like. And I read something about, from somebody said this, you know, they hung out with Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter and all these amazing musicians. And they were amazed that they weren't talking about music. They were talking about life and, and society and culture. Mm. That was, you know, that was the driving force. And when you think about it, that music they, they played at that time and they still play is so related to their life and what's going on around them. And, and, and again, to these kids... Today, the music they're playing is very much wrapped up around in, in their in that world of knowing everything that's happening around you, and yet at the same time not really being a part of it. Mm. You know, and I mean, and so does that make sense? I mean, you see it on the screen, so you're alone when you're experiencing everything. Yeah, and so your way of doing things, and then you're hanging out only with generally with people who are in your group. Yeah, so you support each other's thing. You know, whereas if you were out in the general world and you were more commercial and needed needed to interact on in a different way, the music would be different. And it's just because it's part of your culture. Yeah. And and I think that's the essence of art. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's beautiful. I mean, it's it's disappointing to think that the things that I love so much about it are kind of becoming less prioritized well isn't it but that's just i mean everybody's always felt that every generation feels that so it's but isn't it like all your students are learning especially the jazz stuff like back in when you were doing it that music you would hear on the radio more uh, a little more but you know it was still not i mean i'm you were talking rock and roll had taken over by the time i started playing jazz so i'm not that old thank you um Anyways, so that's a great, you know, it just, was just great and inspiring and, and welcome, Kyle. But we also have just amazing news, and I don't want to bog this, this down on any one thing. Um, the next thing we want to get into is we finally, today, on phone conversation, decided what we're going to do for the 100th show. Woohoo! The, well, the show we call 100. <laughs> this is episode 99. S-U-T. T-U-T, yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's F-U? No, isn't it F-U? No. We, we haven't done double 
double uh, F- alphabet. F uh, you yet? Uh, yeah, you okay. haven't done that yet, but that would be a good episode to do. <laughs> but uh, yes, okay. 99T, we are figuring out yes. the 100th show. Right, so we decided for the 100th show because this this came to us because Troy was telling me that there are people out there who have claimed to have heard every episode. Mm-hmm. And there are actually people who've doubled down on that and claim that they've gone back and binged and listened to them again. Tw- up twice. And I believe there might be a listener out there that's done it three times. Okay. So. We need to talk. And this is, this is great. You know, I mean, uh, other than we can't afford to buy you a life. So. Because <laughs> lives are very expensive these days. So. Um, <laughs> so. What. What we've decided is we are going to have... This is Bruce. This is your idea. Oh, yeah, I can't pass any of this off. I no, I, I love it. I'm down with it, but I want to give credit what credit is Okay. Free. We are going to have the Guitar Wank game show. <laughs> okay. Imagine Jeopardy goes Guitar Wank. So if you feel that you have heard enough of these where you can answer esoteric questions about Guitar Wank and the characters who make up Guitar Wank, Guitar Wank, <laughs> that sounds like a country in uh, Arabia, Guitar Wank, uh, we are going to put out a questionnaire that you will have to answer and send it in. And if you want to lie, I mean, I guess if you want to go back and listen to them a fourth time to get the answers... Go ahead. It's just going to make mean you embarrass yourself on the show once you get on it. So we're going to have some questions. We'll, we'll post them. Or maybe you if you know, probably best if you email us and we will send you the questions. You answer the questions. If you're one of the winners of of that round, you will be invited on a live guitar wank issue recording. Uh, episode, yep. Episode. And how we'll do this is, I would assume because guitaring is such a big part of your life, though no matter where you are in the world, you're going to want to come to be in studio to do it. But if you can't, that doesn't disqualify you. We'll allow you to, to participate in the game show via Skype. And we'll have contestants. And the winner will win, the grand prize winner will win big prizes, but everybody will get prizes. But, you know, the winner will really score. Now, this is on top of... The stuff. other stuff we're giving out. Already, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just people don't get confused, don't get worried. This is, this is a bonus. Yeah, this is like the, the 100th show contest. Right. This is not the other stuff that people are already entering in and... We would do. And we decided that we are going to draw... We're going to start sending out now. Yes, we're going to start picking names out of a hat. And uh, picking winners for some of these prizes. That we right. Have. And that still reminds you that we still have caps, mugs, and T-shirts for sale. And that donate button would really be helpful because <laughs> we're really spending too much of our time doing this and not enough trying to make money. Uh, <laughs> a living. Um, Anyways, but so this is the idea. It's the Guitar Wank Game Show. All you got to do is email Guitar Wank, say, I want to be a contestant. We will email you a list of questions. You, you fill it out and you email it back. And my suggestion is, is you just either be funny or tell the truth, you know, and we'll, and we'll pick 
our, some contestants, our, our, and we and then we will once we have the contestants, we will arrange getting everybody together. Yeah, and so that like if you've got a schedule and you want to come to because it'll probably happen during the summer here. You know, maybe everybody can come. We would love it if everybody would be in Prohibition Studios doing the show. It will be a fun party. We will come that up with some whacked fun. out questions, and it will just be a lovely little guitar wank, guitar jeopardy. You know, guitar <laughs> jeopardy. I could already see Ulf in Sweden because he's he's listened to. Well, many d- you know, well, don't Ulf. let that Swedish guy beat you, American guys. <laughs> Make America Go swing off. again. <laughs> You know, I mean, so this is the idea. This is our 100th show. We were going to get, like, uh, Segovia on. <laughs> but the joke. But his, but his, his, his yeah, he, then he heard the joke. <laughs> and he didn't, he said he wasn't going to come. We were going to get Django Reinhardt, too. Right. But he was having plastic surgery for the rest of his fingers. So. <laughs> he gave us the bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the peace sign. Yeah. Do you, do you know what fingers it was? Yeah, he he um he had his index finger and his middle finger. He he kind of had the fourth and fifth finger fused together, and they were sort of were they skin like the skin melted together or was just no no they it was just, it was all screwed up. But then they oh, they right. they wanted to I think amputate his hand is how it was. But they he talked him into just like taking these fingers and sort of fusing them together. And, wow! And and he, I believe. I'm almost positive, and again, somebody like Jorgie, John Jorgensen, or, you know, frankly, and the guys who really study him would be able to tell us, you know, whether, I, I believe he used that stump, you know, of the, of right. the, the other two for some cording. Yeah. But, um, wow, what a genius. I, I was listening to his music just yesterday. Yeah. It's just like shocking. There's a couple of guys, you know, I mean, just their sense of melody, of constructing melodies. Yeah. Him and Wes Montgomery come to mind the most. Just, you li- it's just like pulling shit out of the fucking air. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beyond, it's like what we all, dre- it's why we're all playing. Just to touch that for a second in our lives, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's so great. It's just so great. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? With all the people on the planet, <clears throat> just, I mean, just Django and Wes. I mean, well, for, I mean, there's there's lots. I of know great there's guys, lots of players, but, but when you when you break it down for the gazillions of guitarists out there, for you to become someone that's recognised like Django and Wes, I mean, there's got to be something amazing there. It's it's, it's just so incredible that. They're so badass. I mean, really, wow. just be badass. Yeah, just you be know badass. I mean? That's it's once, pretty simple. Once I was giving a clinic, and I'm sure I've told this story too, and it might be on the test, so pay attention. <laughs> um, a, a kid asked me the, the classic question, you know, you know well, how do you make a living in, you know, in music? You know, it's like, obviously, there's, I'm this old guy. I've done pretty good so far, you know. I mean, I was... A lot older than him, and yep. didn't look like I had a day job. You know, I couldn't very. I was on the road, so I couldn't very well have a paper route. You right. Know what I mean? So, um, and I just looked at him. I said, "Be a badass." Yeah. You know, and whatever that. I mean, I said, "Don't be an asshole. Be a badass." Yeah. Whatever that means to you, be the guy that everybody wants to play with, that everybody wants you on their projects. Whatever that means to you, be that. 
the world will find you. I think Steve Martin said the exact same thing. Ah, oh, what does he know? All right, banjo motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. This is I another one. I've, I'm sure this is another one I've already said. What? But you know why there are no banjos on Star Trek? <laughs> why? Because it's the future. <laughs> I would love to get Steve Martin on the show. He's such a badass oh, yeah. banjo player. He's badass everything. He is. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. That guy is so yeah. talented. So anyways, there we have it, folks. That's a, is the, So like, we're only about 30 minutes in, and we've got some really exciting stuff we've already told That's you. That's pretty cool. Uh, we got that. We got that. You know what you have to bring up? No, there's one more thing before we bring this up. Okay. Are you are you going to DC? Yeah, the douchebag. I mean, the DC. Is that DC, we yeah. we're doing? No, next? yeah, we're not. No, we're gonna one oh, more thing. Okay. I do want to say that uh, this is probably my last chance because once Scott gets on, we'll only talk about him and pedals and <laughs> weather report. So. Um, oh. Um, Dumble. That's the other thing we need. There's two things we need to talk about. Okay. Okay. Can I just and I and 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 I hope I'm not screwing anything up here, but I know folks will think probably I'm the least. This is most ironic. I'm the least deserving, yes. least likely person yes. to ever do this. Yes. But um, I have a friend who's loaned me his amps on a few occasions, and. They're Dumble amps. They're Dumble mods, like the Ultraphonics mod. Yep. Fenders, right? Yeah, they're they were. deluxe. Yeah. Is this and, Les? Huh? Is this Les? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he's loaned me his amps, and he knows Alexander Dumble really well. And I've got to admit, Hands down, this red guitar I play particularly, but even the alpha, you know, they're not the most amp-friendly instruments. The at least the red guitar with a fl- any, you know, it just whatever it takes a really good amp for that guitar, you know. And uh, and damn, is it's as good an amp as I've ever played. I mean, by far. Yep. It's it's yeah, a memorable experience, tone wise. You've clarity-wise. I remember you called me and yeah. told me how good and it was. so. Um. He said, why don't you call him? Maybe he'll make you something. So I just, I emailed him. He, I got his email address. And I emailed him and I said, hey, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I got this guitar. This Your amp's really, it was amazing. And I just, like, I've got a guitar that's rather a challenge. And maybe you'd be interested in building something. Because I know he's the kind of guy that sits and listens to you and kind of assesses your tone. And, you know, I mean, I'd love to go through this process. It'd be a lot for me to learn there from a genius, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, I didn't hear back. And then Les would call him and say, hey, did you hear from Bruce? He said, yeah, I got something, but, you know, I'm kind of busy. Or, you know, just kind of whatever. He's not being mean or anything. He's just it's kind just, of, he's busy. Yeah, you know? he's busy, yeah. And so Les was over at my house about a month ago. The, the infamous, infamous Grumps session. Because <laughs> Les actually filmed that. All right. Oh, he did. Yeah, think <laughs> on your Les. And uh, <laughs> that just sent Les a cap. Yeah, and so um, and he videoed me playing through his amp. Oh, that was okay. And uh, and he sent it to him, and immediately he got in touch with me, and he says, "Oh, well, you know, you really can play." And he was, I mean, I could read some of the emails. It was very complimentary. He says, yeah I'd, 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 yeah, I'd love to build something for you. 
here that you've got some I mean, he understood what i was asking about it was like i got some different tone qualities i play differently yeah you know what can what kind of magic can happen here you know i mean it was like a challenging a genius to come up with another equation you know not the usual thing he's building an amp for right, right. a strat or a les paul or yeah. that kind of thing so um or a telly and he's been really interested in doing it. We almost did it last week, but he got called because some amp emergency was one some other guy. And so, but he's been like almost my best friend pen pal. We've been, you know, from this guy who's so reclusive. And, and I don't think he would mind me sharing this information. I know he is very reclusive. I mean, of course, I'll never share any, like where he lives or any of his phone number and that yeah. stuff. But um, I will endeavor to... I I am sure that like there's only well who, if there's five people listening here right now <laughs> those five people are more deserving of getting a chance to have Dumble build them an amp than me because because uh, you appreciate that equipment more you know and stuff like that. However, I will endeavor to be like a reporter, like this is what it's like to deal with this man, and and it'll be fun for all of us. Oh and God, I'm really yeah, doing it huge. more. I mean, I'm doing it to get a great amp, but you know me, I go on the road, I don't even take my amp half yeah. the time, and I'm not going to leave a dumble in my trunk No, getting <laughs> getting hit up by potholes. So it, so it will... Um, uh, so it will... Uh, right. So it will, you know, I mean, it'll be something that I use on special occasions and obviously recordings and uh, stuff like that. But... I, I will be glad to report to everybody what it's like to basically have an audience with the Pope and, and to and to really kind of do this process. I think it's great for all of us. I think it's amazing. It's, it is so wrong on so many levels because every time Scott and I talk about gear, you fall asleep and you're the one that's going to dumble. But obviously... He loves your playing, which is... And, and I believe it's also the sports challenge of it. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. somebody plays a Strat or a Telly, you know, other than their, their the, a few little idiosyncrasies in their touch, he pretty much knows that gear and what's got to happen with yeah. it. This is a whole new ball game. Right. Him, right. And, you know, I mean, and, and he's so brilliant. And even, even his last email was like, I'm really sorry about this. I've got to do this. This is an emergency and i got to take care of it. It may take a week or two, so... Like, it's going to be a while, but I'll definitely get back to you. And he says, in the meantime, I will study the video and be wow. and thinking about your tone. And it's just like, you do that? Why, yeah, right. You know, really, that's why he's so fucking good. Yeah. Because he cares. Yeah. You know, I mean, we hear all the stories about all the craziness and whatever, but eccentricity is is like, you. it's usually accompanied by, genius is usually... Genius is often accompanied by eccentricity. Right. And so that was, that's been real exciting. And I was hoping to, like, even at this session, report on what it was like to have the audience, but it got pushed back. Uh, another thing I do want to mention, and uh, there's a couple but of... You, hold it. Before you move on to the next topic, you will suss out the potential, if it feels, good, it feels like a right moment... To ask Mr. Dumble if he would be on the show. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Of course. No, no, I will I will give him an open invitation for sure and say, look, I have a podcast. I'd love to have you on it. That would be pretty And, you know, and tell him that Scott's on it. I know that they've had their falling outs before, but I, I believe they're still friends. Okay, that's good. And, and I'll ask Scott 
just to make sure. Um, but I know that, yeah, I'm sure that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I I have heard some from Guitar Wankers, so I know they know, at least one guy or two guys, that I, I am playing in New York uh, the beginning of May. I'm playing uh, May 1st in duo with a singer named Hilary Gardner at Mez Row. It's, it's a nice club in the village. She's an amazing singer. I love her. Yep. She's great. She's uh, based there? She's based there. Right. She's uh, in a vocal trio called Duchess. They were on our Route 66 tour that we did oh, okay. a while ago. Um, I've backed them up a few times. And I just love Hillary. And, and so we're going to do that. That's Mesro May 1st. And then May 3rd at, at Jazz at Lincoln Center. At Dizzy's Club Coca-Cola, my trio will be playing. Now tell me about this club because I don't know Okay, Jazz at Lincoln Center is just, you know, it's a huge, huge building with theaters. It's like Lincoln Center. Yep. Big deal. And uh, run by Wynton Marsalis. Oh, wow. And, okay. uh, and inside there they have a nightclub thing and they have a couple concerts hall concert halls i'm playing in the nightclub yep dizzy's it's called dizzy's club coca-cola i wonder how I must, they must have a sponsor maybe it's pepsi or something <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh so i'm playing with my trio yeah on may 3rd it's an early it's an early house in L, for new york it's like, i think it's 7 30 and 9 30 of the shows and it's an amazing place really kind of a very not elegant but really nice and comfortable supper jazz casual room yep. with an amazing view you look out these picture windows to skyscrapers and stuff it's just like wow it's like new york you know it's the, yeah. just beautiful yep the epitome and uh i got a great band my trio is rufus reed who's just you know one of the world's great upright bass players play with Dexter Gordon oh wow yeah okay good uh, Dexter Gordon and then Matt Wilson who's like widely recognized as one of the most creative and fun and swinging drummers on the modern jazz scene yeah and uh, we've all I've played with Rufus over the years over like 30 years many times and Matt I played with him a lot I played in his band, you know, and so it's just a... So you know these cats. Oh, yeah, before, yeah, 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 and, and we're just going to play jazz, you yep. know, and I'm. they did ask that I do a few little excerpts of the red guitar inside oh, the set. Awesome. Yep. So that's kind of what I'm doing, and then I'm doing a couple of little other things around town, just like hanging out. Yep. Really like to find an off-Broadway place for the red guitar, so I'll be looking around. Yep. May third. Ho so that's May third. May third at the Lincoln Jazz Center. You know, it's called Dizzy's Club. Yeah, Jazz at Lincoln Center. Okay. Dizzy's Club Coca Cola. May third. Which is what night is that? It's a Thursday. A Thursday night. If you're in, because we've got a lot of fans in Brooklyn. I've that's not a, far. No, no, it's Manhattan. Yeah, I've sent a lot of merch to Brooklyn. Giddy yeah. up on my Brooklyn brothers. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn and Brooklyn is cool, man. I like Brooklyn. I've spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. I don't know how the fuck you guys live there. What? <laughs> like going up those Brooklyn is brownstones and Brooklyn stuff like is like four now floors. the Brooklyn is like Silver Lake. Brooklyn oh, is like where we uh, stayed. I'll be out there in Echo Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the hip part of New I played, York. I, Prospect Park is it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I stayed right there last time. I was oh there. man, that's a great place. It's great. I mean, it was phenomenal. The weather was great. It was awesome, and I'm going to be back out there. I think. 
I'm hoping I'm, I'm, when you're playing. Great. Anyway, so I just want to let everybody know because knowing this information does have something to do with the next big expose we're about to drop. <laughs> I, I think I, this is a DC thing. Right. Right. I love this. This, okay. this, this and I don't, know, I don't know how, you know, like, folks, I mean, I record this stuff, but then Troy takes it and cuts it all up and somehow makes it interesting. So I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know. There'll probably be, like, some sort of, like, great music in between this and that. But anyways, probably not. <laughs> anyways, you know, feel free, Troy, to do what you got to do. I, yeah, um, just anyways, so I'm going to be going to Washington, D.C., and I'm not... It's nothing political. I haven't been offered a job. Although I do believe, if you're listening, Trump, our, our fearless leader, if you're listening, I know I could hook you not up only hook s- no 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 <laughs> I could not only save the post office. I could save America by making the post office great again. I have the ideas for it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not going to like spout them here because nobody wants to hear it here. And if they do want to hear it, they're going to have to pay because it's consultant shit. <laughs> no, but no, really, I am telling you that I know the post office could be the, the, the thing that brings America together and back. And it could be totally profitable and totally great. Right. I really believe it. Okay. I think uh, the post, post office is heroes. I know they've got... They get a bad rap for certain things, and I know they work their asses off, but the post office, it's heroic. What, the, what, what we have, you can send a letter anywhere in this country for 50 cents, and it's going to get there. What's the thing Any, anywhere. Free? Think about that. You could also send an and email think about, for free. Yeah, I know, but I mean, think <laughs> about this. Like That means there's physical property everywhere. I mean, we got... You got you got every aspect. You've got finance. You've got real estate. You've got community. You've mm-hmm. got everything, and and it's languishing because no one sees the beautiful potential in it. Now it's got fuck all to do with Amazon. I, I'm not talking all that about. Shit. It. I'm not talking. No, I don't want to go into politics. Right, okay. I'm just saying, and I don't even know how I got. Oh, because yeah. Anyways, the post office. <laughs> I believe. I think the post office. Is a if, great thing, and if we lose the post office, we let the, anybody take it away from us. We're going to be spending a long time rebuilding it in the future because we need it, and it's beautiful. And those people who do that work are heroic. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> okay. And I can fix it. So if you want some ideas, I'll be the guy. All I'll right. be your guy. All right, Trump. And I'll do it for two dollars cheaper than the guy they got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, you sold me. I'm already down. I'm, what are you selling? Okay, I'm so I'm going to D.C. Okay. And I'm going to be doing the red guitar in a theater there. I got contacted to... Do you know where? Do you know where? Uh, I, I don't, I'll tell you later. Okay. Oh, but, shit, there was something else I was supposed to mention first. God, you're just full of news tonight. I can't help it. What's, I had a good week. Can this, I do one more thing? Yeah. Okay. The floor is yours. This is your show. <laughs> okay, stay. I'm, I'm telling my phone, not, right. you, not you people listening. Uh, you can. I would like it if you stayed too. Um, okay. I, um, I cheated on us. What? I cheated. Bruce is a whore. Yeah, I cheated. <laughs> uh, I did another podcast oh, this week. Just break my heart yeah, live on yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, I did it. I cheated. <laughs> I stepped out. 
Man, you must. Okay. Was it Shane? Was it Shane Terrier? Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Shane. Shane uh, would never call me. I'm oh, not Shane. good enough. Shane, call Bruce. Get him on the show. I'm not good Actually, enough. Actually, when you're in New York, Shane's in New York. Yeah, you I should, should call do riffraff with Shane. Yeah, he, I'm not good enough. He won't call me. Shane, anyways, you should call him just to piss him anyways, off. Anyways, <laughs> um, and they won't let me in the building. They already got Sco and Stern. They don't they're, want they're me. next door, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, there's a guy named Jeff oh, Jeff Brown, and he has a, a new podcast out. I believe this is the 10th one coming out this week, Right, and I'm on it, and it's called Guitar Business Radio. You know, it's like... I like, know, I know. The idea, it just sounds like an oxymoron, right? <laughs> guitar business, guitar business. <laughs> you know, business. you got to have one or the other, right? <laughs> you can't have both together. <laughs> yeah. But um, he just really was kind of mostly interested in how... People work their way through what we can't really call it a career because careers usually mean money, but <laughs> how people manage to waste an entire life through this and not die, you know, right, right. or something. Anyways, so he has, you know, he has, he's he's way different than us. He's totally like on the ball and super, Together you know. And, and he says he's a radio guy. And right. He gets on, you know, he's got that kind of a thing going, and uh, he's got a great radio voice. As I aspire to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. Um, it's really, it was really cool. He has some very thoughtful questions, and I was a little more serious than normal. And um, it's called Guitar Business Radio. Jeff Brown. But hold he, it, he's doing a podcast. Need, and it's a podcast. But he's using radio in the title. Yeah, I know. Well, radio. Podca- I love it. Oh, you like that? <laughs> I love that. Well, podcast is radio. Well, it is. It's poor man's radio, I guess. Yeah, it's just without the FCC. It's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it is. And, and so. Um, it's cable radio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, thank you for doing that, Jeff. Thank you for, for anybody who's out there doing this. I mean, I this is what I wrote back. Uh, you know, he was something about like, uh, I edited it. It ended up well. The last thing he said, I hope the folks like it is, was the last thing he said. And I said, some will like, some won't. I'm used <laughs> to it. And then I said, thanks for your tireless commitment to educate and entertain people. Podcasts are acts of love and insanity. <laughs> right? You know, and that's really what it is. So Good for him. I'm I'm glad that someone's doing guitar business. Yeah, it's a cool thing and I'm going to I'm very interested to hear some of his other episodes. Awesome. So I will do that. So but anyways, how I do just, they find him? Just Google just Just Guitar him. Business Radio should should find it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I well, imagine he's, he's, he's imagine he's all the same places we are. Yeah. And, and like I say, for those people who've listened to our episodes three times, maybe you want to go there before you do the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, right. Although, do enter our game show, game show. Guitar Wank, Wank game, game show. show. That needs to be on the t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, and we'll we'll put a little thing on the next to the donate button. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> how to get the everything. Anyways, oh, where was I? Back to DC. DC. Okay, so I'm going story. I'm going to DC, people. When are you going to DC? It's December. Oh, it's the end of the year. Yeah. Okay, okay. If I live that long, I'll go there. <laughs> so, I'm going to go and and there's a great guitar player who I know there. He's actually listens to our podcast. What's who's that? His name is Steve Herberman. Herberman. Okay. And he's um just a great player. Every all the all the guitar guys know him and he's a uh, 
he's he's really an aficionado and really deep into the style of George Van Epps. Oh, okay. You know, I saw George Van Epps. Yeah, George. What yeah. A monster. And it, the, yeah. And Steve's really deep into that. Yep. Just just really So he's a, got seven strings. A uh, really great player, you know, and so he's just kind of, he does his thing, and, um... course a great community member plays with lots of guys blah you know just like everything and and i just we were talking on facebook or something and and uh and he's got kind of a new he's doing some new a new book out and he put some of the the uh the ideas and stuff that he was working on you know right some of the stuff he transcribed from george van epps and things and uh and and I was just digging it, and, and so we started talking. And then I said, "Hey, I'm coming to DC." He says, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." What are you doing? I said, "Doing the red guitar and like a thing." He says, "Well, maybe you ought to play some gigs around town while you're doing it, you know." Because I'm also doing a, a couple house concerts. Hopefully, I've got one booked, but you know, around there. Is this early December or mid? Early December. Okay. And so um, it's actually Pearl Harbor Day, December seventh. Oh, okay. And. Uh, 
Wow, that's sort of auspicious. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and so Steve says, well, why don't you play, you ought, you ought to play Jazz Alley, which is the, the club, you know, it's, it's in D.C. It's like the Village Vanguard of D.C. It's like the Jazz, uh, jazz Blues Alley is in D.C., I'm sorry. Jazz Alley is in Seattle. Yep. It's like Yoshi's in the Bay Area or, uh, or you know what I mean, or Catalina or yep. the Blue Whale here in L.A., you know, the big club in town. And so he says, I'll just, I kind of know the guy, you know, I don't really know him, but I'll just email and let him know you're coming. I'm like, whatever, okay, you know, I don't. I guess I could have called him, but, you know, I didn't. And, I mean, since I already had another gig, I didn't really know. You know, you just be, yeah. you just be careful. It's no big deal. Yeah. We're just, you know, whatever. We're human beings. I, until this. <laughs> then, so he sends off this letter, unbeknownst to me, which I guess says, Hi, Bruce Forman's coming to town, whatever. I'm Steve Herberman. And this is the letter. I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay? <laughs> okay. And I will not put in any douchebag sort of tones that go with the words. I'll just let the words speak for themselves. It says, Steve, I believe we met years ago when I presented a recreation of the Great Guitar Series and we met in the Blues Alley dressing room. While I am certain that your friend, Bruce Foreman, is a qualified talent, I would never enter into any agreement with any musician that included, and here's the list, one, a musician I have never heard or heard of. Two, a musician who lives 3,000 miles away without professional representation. Three, book any artist in December who doesn't already have a pre-existing local audience. Four, enter into any negotiation with a third party who does not include the other artist in the email. <laughs> and now, I'm going to finish the letter because i got so much to say about that. I have just taught two courses on this very same subject, one at Lincoln Center and the other at the Jazz Educators Conference. I also published an article in the November ish edition of Jazz Education Magazine explaining the marketing methodology of presenting performers. It just doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. And then he signed it. And he's the guy who runs the club. If you want to go to that... All right, all right. So oh, no, it's his name. His name is Harry Schnipper. All right, I, I no, got... You you want to continue? Before I, I let me let me say a couple right. of things here, just before I dispute each point. Right, Steve is like a extremely well respected and important member of the jazz scene of Washington D.C. The guy that wrote this the guy letter. that wrote the letter to is he this a player? Guy. No, no, no. The guy who not the guy who wrote the letter. Oh, back. okay. The guy who who just said, "Hey, Bruce is coming to town." Right. Okay. Like, sorry. Steve yep. was just being a good community member and a yep. friend to me. Yep. This guy doesn't know whether I have professional representation or not. First of all, right. Steve did not represent himself as like a person who was going to make an agreement with him. Yep. He was just being a, a guy who like, "Hey, I'm one of the guys who plays your club. I'm one of the main guys here on the scene. You have a club." This guy's coming to town. Maybe you ought to know about it. He was just doing community service duty, you know, yeah. and trying to help out a couple friends. Right. He, he assumed that that guy was kind of his friend because we're all in the same business. We all love this music. We're all trying to make a damn living. And we all help each other. Right? Right. I mean, that's that, those, those are some things that need to be stipulated that we're obviously missing in this <laughs> in thing. Response. Now... Maybe I should have contacted him myself. 
but I, I'd assume that he, he kind of knew the guy. You know what right. I mean? And, and like, I'll tell you, if Steve wants to come here, I would call a club. Yeah. And they would say, December, uh, we're all booked up. Or December, sure, have, you know, have him give us a call. You know, right. I mean, if you say he's good, I'll check him out. You know, and then probably the second thing they would do is go on Google and find out who the hell they were. Yeah. I mean, it would take two seconds. Yeah. I mean, a lot less time than to write this letter. <laughs> this bullshit letter. Um, should I let you talk or should I pick the letter apart now? Well, when you told me this the other day, I just... I hate authority like this or someone who thinks they have authority. Just the arrogance and just... It just pissed me off on so many fucking levels. Oh, it just made me want to retaliate so badly, which I did. <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't put a hit out on him. No, I didn't put okay. a hit out on him, but I was just like, this is, this guy needs to be fucking told. Because, you know what, it's hard enough playing jazz on any day of the week. And that's why I don't... Well, no, it. it's hard, and, and, and in his defense, it's hard running a jazz club. Well, for sure. Because really, Steve shared this letter with me. It wasn't sent to me. What's what's the club again? It's called it's called Blues Alley. Blues Alley, right? I looked this up in Washington D.C. I went to their website, and you know, obviously, they're a pretty well known. Oh jazz no, it's club. A, it's the big club. I mean, yeah. they've amazing. And, and I, look, no, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anything. No, but I will. I'm just okay. I mean, my feeling is is. First of all, Steve was treated like such a putz for just trying to do a friend a favor, you know. And and then you're right. I mean, if we take this apart, um, you know, I mean, you know, okay. So he's heard of all the musicians, or heard of all the musicians that are important. There's that statement. A musician who lives thirty, 30 he doesn't know that I have professional representation or not. And frankly, I know lots of guys who he would work with without. Prof- Professional rep, you know what I mean. So that that you know, and then book any artist in December who doesn't. So so maybe if I had asked for November, he would have gladly given me, you know, who doesn't have a pre. No, he would not book any artist. Period. Who he didn't think he could draw. That you know what I mean. So why did he say that? And then fourth, enter into any negotiations. So because I wasn't cc'd on the letter, this just makes it jive. I mean, it's just so many reasons. He just basically felt like being a jerk to Steve. Yeah, he was a jerk. And, 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 and indirectly a jerk to me. But they just taught two courses on the subject at Lincoln Center. Well, I'm playing at Lincoln Center. You know, I mean, it's like the Jazz Educators Conference. I've been a member of IAJE until it folded, which was 20-some years. I was on the resource team. Right. The original member of, one of the original members of the resource team was Steve Houghton put it together. And then it became Jazz Education Network. Of which I'm 
probably going to be presenting this. I mean, I wish I'm a member, which I've been a part of. I mean, I've been teaching. I've been long. I'm sure I've been a part of this longer than he has, is all right. I'm saying. And he's blowing these names that really, and you know, and he might be right. Okay, maybe I should be treating myself like I'm freaking Keith Jarrett or or beyond Keith, like uh, Miles Davis, Chick Corea or whatever, you know, like have some big PR machine, you know, but I'm not like that. I'm a community builder. Mm-hmm. I'm not a star. And nobody in jazz, even the stars of jazz, you know what I mean, aren't stars. Yeah. Herbie Hancock, star of jazz. You know, it was like birthdays this week on Prairie Home, I mean, Chris Thiele's show. Yeah. Which was, that guy Chris Thiele's amazing. Okay. They mentioned Herbie Hancock. Who in, in us jazz world, you know, there is no higher guy. But the one who got top billing above that was Loretta Lynn. Mm. Okay? Like, let's, let's fucking get a clue here. You know, I mean... We're in this world. We, why? Because we love this music. We cherish this music. And hopefully we want it to live on and be part of a community. And by treating it like it's some commodity, like a bunch of cornflakes or a gallon of gas or a Pepsi that you sell and treat it that way, to me, that's, the, that's my visceral reaction. You're pissed off because you're my friend and I really appreciate it. And... Um, and and I I like that and go ahead and fight that fight. But my <laughs> oh, feeling is it's like you wonder why people don't like jazz. Well, there's this is like only this is reason eighty nine. Yeah. But it's a reason because here's a guy who really thinks he's doing something. And I, and I got bad news for him. I have done some sleuthing. I know a lot of people in D.C. A lot of players. Yeah. And not one of them had a, even remotely went to back him up. Wow. They just all said, "Yeah, it's yeah, that's par for the course." So there you have it. I feel sorry for him, and I feel sorry for his family, because he must be really, you know, sad or maybe he angry. was a player that never got to a quality. I mean, that's you know, if you want to go on a rampage, well, I feel do. For I would. I do want to go to and and I, as a community of guitar wank listeners, I hope you guys all get behind me on this. I was just pissed off because it was like. Motherfuckers, just, just really like you didn't even research. All right, maybe you don't know Bruce is playing, but fucking do some research before you dog on it. And then it just pissed me off. So anyway, <laughs> I went to the the Blues Alley website. If you go to the Blues, it's bluesalley.com, right? Bluesalley.com in DC. Just Google it; it'll come up straight away. And click on contact. And it will come up and just you scroll down a little bit and it says click here to suggest an artist you'd like to see at Blues Alley. Well, fucking motherfucker, that's what I clicked. And I sent a bunch of emails. And I I, I hope all the guitar wank people get behind this and just go do this. Bluesalley.com. Click on contact. Click on suggest an artist. And just fill it out. And just let them know how fucking badass Bruce is.
know, whatever. However anybody feels. I can it. be pissed off. Yeah, we can post the letter, although I read it verbatim. <laughs> if any, actually, if anybody wants to see it, just to have a, 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 a souvenir, all they got to do is let us know they want to see it. I'll forward it to them. But uh, I'm going to post this on... Um, and I appreciate uh, that anybody would care enough, especially you, Troy. Thank you for going to my rescue. I don't it's need just, anybody to go no, to my rescue. you don't. You don't need anyone. But it just, it just annoyed me because, like, it just doesn't go across... This happens in a lot of scenes. And it fucks with the community. Like you said, you, you put it way better than I can. But it just... It's like, you motherfucker. You're getting all school and all rules and it's like man someone was just trying to do a really cool thing and well to him it's about getting money from the people who come to hear the it's music fucking so not cool i just you know and so i mean it's he's in business and he's like some big time guy you know what he's he's the he's the you know he's a club owner basically Although they, I think he probably calls himself the head director or the CEO or something, you know, because people like that don't want to be called club owners, you know, and he makes a good point, you know, but hell, back here on the ground, we're all playing together, we're all making music, you know, and there's a lot of people who aren't, who we don't, haven't heard of, who, have, who play music that we need to hear and we need to be open to. You know, that's really what the community's about. And we need everyone of everybody putting their effort into making this a better world for us to play this music in. And, you know, the more we like, oh, you know, you need professional representation. I would love to have professional representation. You who know what af- I mean? Who can afford that shit? Well, no, the thing is, is, <laughs> is if you're already making a crap load of money, you can get good professional representation. If you are, build, if you, are you know... Less than that, they're just you're just going to be a guy on their roster, and they're waiting for somebody to call to request you, which means you have to still go out and make the contact yourself. So he's really not living in the real world, except for he he runs a club that literally everybody in the world wants to play at because yeah. it's the big club in that area, you know, and so it's a monopoly of sorts and. Good on him, man. He's running a good club, and he gets great people, and the people at D.C. get to, uh, you know, get to enjoy what he brings in. But, you know, if if his job is to curate the music so that they get a good thing, then he needs to be a little more open than just, like, having agents blow him. Fuck agents. Well, you know, in my experience, I've not had good experience with it. I would love to have one <laughs> who was really who helped my career and not hurt it. The two I've had were seriously detrimental in my life. So, you know what I mean? Makes me a little gun shy. And you know what? It's still about community to me. So the more I remove remove myself from that process, I don't mind talking to a club owner. You know, I don't mind negotiating with them. I don't mind if we do badly not taking off, you know, well, like like right. renegotiating. And I also don't mind when we do really well when he gives me an extra taste and asks me to come back. Blue, yeah. Blues, Blues Alley, suggest an artist. Blues Alley is deeply committed to supporting the local, national, and global committed, uh, communities. Well, with that email... I don't really hear that. No! <laughs> 
Blues Alley demonstrates its local commitment through its various non-profit events, activities, and programs of contribution. Uh, ask, but, but, okay, and all that stuff. Just ask some of the local musicians about that. That would be. You know what? Is any and is anybody from DC? Please email us. Yeah, DC people, we want to hear from you. Fuck, I love DC. I spent a lot of time in DC in the last few years. And what a great town! What a fucking great city! Oh yeah. my god, beautiful, beautiful city. I really, I really dug it there. We spent a lot of time in Alexandria. Have you been there? No, I've never been to Alexandria, oh, Virginia. Fuck, what a great place! Are you great in the CIA? Place. Sorry, are you in the CIA? I, I, a little bit. I spent a little time in the CIA, but I got out. They let you out. Huh? I got out. I got out before shit got crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know. But there you go. Oh, but so, anyway, so, so this is just like a witness protection thing. You're not really yeah. Australian, are I'm you? Not, I'm not. I'm not. You're got, really Leroy McCubbin. I've got a Boston <laughs> accent like you would not believe. Like, seriously. <laughs> He's really Leroy McCubbin. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy McCubbin. Oh, my God. That just works for me. I just, all my brothers out there, they know how I feel. <laughs> oh, you want to cut? I think this is a good place to cut. We we brought it around to Leroy McCubbin. Okay, Leroy McCubbin. So yeah. we got it pretty much an well, okay, hour. Well, say say good night. Hold it. Stay f- tuned for the next show because it's Scott. Oh, Scott's going to be. Uh, here. But we are film. We are doing an extra now. Right. This is going to be a long podcast. I hope no, it's people. No, it's an it's an hour. Yeah, but that's that's, that's really long. No, nah, it's not. I I I do them. Now, all you cut stuff out and make them smaller? No, I don't. I add stuff. Oh, <laughs> I add music. Shit. No, we're beyond people 45 don't, minutes. I usually give the people like an hour, ten. People don't mind? No, well, I haven't had complaints yet. I yeah, have... because no one's listening anymore because <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> I want people to know that come back next time because... We're going to get a guitar in your hand, and you're going to go through some of these songs. That right? We okay. Fucking know. Okay. So this is what happened. Right. Uh, uh, one of our guitar wing listeners, probably one of the two, um, contacted me personally and said he couldn't find the episode where I mentioned the mother tunes, the ten tunes that you need to learn to play jazz. You know that I felt were really important that would give you a good foundation for understanding it for guys who want to get into playing jazz. Yes. Now, granted, I know that a lot of you guys are all real good players already, maybe, and have passed this. So I'm going to do, I'm going to get my guitar out, and I'm going to do these 10 tunes, and I'm going to explain why I think they're important to learn, and what about them will teach you about a lot of other songs. So it'll give you a real good foundation for stuff. I think even if you are a good player, you'll probably enjoy it, maybe even have some ideas for how to teach it to other people. There might be a tune or two or a way of looking at these tunes that you hadn't thought of before. So um, hopefully it won't be a wasted Guitar Wink episode, and maybe we'll even make it an extra and not even an episode. No, I think we should keep it an episode, okay. but I think this is huge. Okay, so that will be happening in the near future. Uh, we are going to record it now once I get some more ice in my glass and get my guitar in my hand. But anyways, I want to say that this was a... I hope this hour and, a, and some didn't bore you. I sure had a good time, but then again, I think it's mostly because my pill. You know, you got to remember, most of the people listening are actually doing another activity as they're listening to us right now. So they're like, running, they're driving, they're trying to go to sleep. We had a person here the other night at your concert with Daniel and Bruce here in the... And he said, you know what? I listen, you guys put me to sleep every night. And over a week, 
I managed to get through one episode. That's great. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. We're actually achieving something in his, in his life. I think that's well, you fantastic. Know, you know, there was this drummer who was a great mentor of mine named Vince Lateano. He's in San Francisco. And he always said that uh, my, my talk, you know, when I would talk to him, he says, you know, you're a cure for insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> says Bruce, tell me about the. T-. He would he would do like he would always say to me, he says, "Tell me about when you New York again." And I'd start. He'd go, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, okay. Well, good night, Irene. Um, go to that website and um, Blues Alley, the contact, and just and 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 if you want to enter in our. Game show. Game show. Just say I want to enter, and we'll. We, I will be compiling the list of questions this week. I will. I will do that. I'll do all okay, this work. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. But I think it's an amazing idea, and we may go. We may get picked up on um, a cable TV show because of this. Yeah. Probably not, but we may. <laughs> you know, pigs might fly. <laughs> right. They have before. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bruce. Good night. <laughs>